Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And you shouldn't have. Really? Really, you shouldn't have. Pickleball 2K23. They've got Don Jingles on the cover. He's a legend. Oh, we get to pick our character. Don Jingles, Lenny Kremlitz, Vic Manwich, Rooster Lambstone, Wanzo Scaramucci, Scooby Doolin. They have Scooby Doolin. He's so underground. It's only letting you play as Steve Walnut. Ooh, yeah. You gotta unlock the other characters. Oh, whatever. Let's just play. Oh, and the soundtrack is rad. Listen to this one all day. All right, I'm gonna serve. That was a rocket. Nice one. And how sweet are these graphics? Yeah, the graphics are unreal. Feels like I'm really there. Hey, how do I hit the ball harder? Yeah, you can't. The ball's in the kitchen right now, so we're not allowed to do anything really exciting or athletic. That would be against the rules. Good morning. Sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. Today's show brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer, made with real vodka, real seltzer, real juice. It's Neutral, the one with the umlaut. It's Monday, March 27th, 2023. This is No Dunks, not No Dinks. <laughs> I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, he is the LeBron James of beards. It's my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, hey, oh! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello, there he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Like the vid, comment away, sub around, and find out. Go get your No Dunks merch over at NoDunks.com. Hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, hats, all that good stuff over there. After you're done with today's No Dunks pod, check out the brand new episode of Is This Good with special guest. Fumi Abe, a stand-up comedian, you may have seen on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Topics discussed on this one. Sharing porn site passwords with friends. (laughs) Asking Uber drivers to turn down their music. And dealing with your roommate's partner moving in. Hmm. Uh, Among many other topics that Matteo, JD, and uh, Fumi get into. Can't wait to fire up that one a little bit later. Tonight, another NBA watch party on playback. We're starting this one late. It's going to get crazy tonight. 9.30 p.m. (laughs) Eastern start. And our featured game, you see it there, is between our two MVP candidates, Joel Abid and Nikola Jokic, uh, as the Sixers go against the Nuggets. 9.30 tonight. Might take a nap. Might take a pregame nap. Ooh, I might have a coffee, maybe an espresso. (laughs) Fine, I'm going to have a piece of dark chocolate (laughs) at 9.15. Okay. Uh, And we'll be bouncing around to see some of the other games as well. Full slate with Jokic and Embiid. Oh, can't wait. Big one. Uh, And one week from today... Guys, we are live in Houston, Texas, one week from today, Monday, April 3rd, at the White Oak Music Hall in Houston. Special guest, Kelly Eco, is going to swing by, and thanks to Neutral, guys, tickets are free. 
Just use that link in the show notes and make sure you get yourself a ticket, a free ticket, so you're on the list. Doors at 5, show at 6, and yes, they'll be showing the uh, NCAA championship game following our live show. And man, it's going to be two zany teams in this final. What a crazy Final Four. Did you take any in, in of the uh, Sweet 16 or Elite 8 over the weekend? Not really. No? You didn't? You missed some good ones. Well, you missed some crazy outcomes, I guess. Some crazy outcomes. Absolutely right. But I'm happy to see that we picked a perfect Final Four here. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't it? all red X's. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think a lot of people had Florida Atlantic making it to the Final Four. Or the Aztecs of San Diego State. Zach Harper going insane that San Diego State made the Final Four. Uh, I don't know if he's an alum there, but he definitely attended there. Okay. (laughs) For some credit hours. Okay, well, hopefully you enjoyed the March Madness. Hopefully you uh, took in some NBA action that's what we're going to be talking about here when we do our winners and losers of the nba weekend but we also had a wedgie it's an important one because it's wedgie number 49 uh one away from that magical number of 50 which is what we're always trying to achieve in a season and this one was kenny lofton jr sticking the uh, three-point wedgie against the rockets blowout victory for the grizzlies who i think are going to come up in this show as a possible winner so there you go 49 not bad. We slowed down recently here, but right. that's okay. Lots of time still to get to uh, to not only 50, but hopefully to set the all-time record. It still feels good. Still feels good to see a number close to 50, even if we've slowed down. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. It just feels right. Absolutely. It feels, it feels great. I haven't lost that love for wedgies. Good. I, I like that about myself. Good, good. Don't ever <laughs> When I see that. a number close to 50, it still feels <laughs> wow. I like that about myself. I love that about myself. Winners and losers of the NBA weekend. We'll start with winners. Tass, we start with you. Uh, I feel like there are a lot of teams and players and performances to pick from. Where do you want to go? Well, let's start with that MVP battle. Nikola Jokic. I'm excited for the Denver Nuggets and their team playing well, both from an individual and a team standpoint. Gets me excited as well. I like that about myself. Um, let's start with the player, starting with Nikola Jokic, because he beat another MVP candidate this weekend. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't pick the absolute best moment. There's a lot going on in the basketball world. This kind of flew under the radar. I think that he beat Giannis Antetokounmpo in a blowout. They destroyed the Bucks by 23 points. He had 31 and 11 in that one going up against a defensive player of the year candidate and Brooke Lopez with some amazing footwork, some pump fakes, some beautiful stuff against Brooke, getting him up in the air. Now he goes and plays Embiid tonight. And if Jokic does that, the same thing, he can say he beat the other two MVP front runners in two straight games. So can't mm-hmm. wait for that mm-hmm. tonight. And Bede, maybe he was looking forward to tonight as well. Uh, he had a subpar night in Phoenix for him anyways. It was 8 of 19 shooting that same night. But as far as the team goes, I'm excited that the Denver Nuggets in the one seed in the West have just erased that blip that they just went yeah. through. Five of six they had lost. They've now won three straight. And it feels like that is the past because they destroyed the Bucks in that second half. Obviously, an incredible team. The front runner to come out of the East, probably the front runner to win the whole thing. They beat them 66-40 in the second half. And, of course, Jokic was great. But to me, this team needs a lot more to go all the way, obviously. So Jamal Murray had 26. The bench came through. The non-Jokic minutes were really, really solid for Denver, which doesn't happen all the time, especially with Reggie Jackson not working out on the bench. But the bench came through, and the Jeff Green dunk off the bench. (laughs) What was that? Going to his left hand, that was beautiful stuff. Usually when you see a Jeff Green pack, because we get one every few months, it feels like. More than one a year. It's easy to say one a year, but he's got more. No, it's like two or three. You're right. Yeah, and usually it's a right hand. 
bang. But this one went to the left, mm-hmm. you know, using using his body in between this old dude, still doing it. And they've got their 50th win of the season, 50 and 24 here with eight games left. They get Philly tonight, and they still have some more tests before the playoffs start. But it feels like they're they're clearly the number one seed in the West, and we'll see them go up against the Suns a couple more times. Durant should be in the lineup. We'll see them against the Warriors before the end of the season. Maybe we'll see them against the LeBron and Lakers team in the playoffs because LeBron is back. I just feel a lot better about the Western Conference when these guys are making it known that they are mm-hmm. the best team in the West, and they should be. They are the favorite. The only disappointing thing from that Saturday night game between the Bucks and the Nuggets was the the scheduling yes. sort of conflict for Milwaukee back to back situation. They just played in Utah. Now they got to go to Denver, play in that altitude in a back to back. That sucks. And I don't think the Nem- the Denver Nuggets had played since like Wednesday, so they had a ton of time off. So that's you know like tarnished it a little bit. But yeah. I'm with you. When I'm it comes glad- to the MVP thing in Jig later on, they'll just say, "Oh, he beat him, beat." You're right. And, and Giannis, <laughs> but they both they had good games. Going back to the calendar, nobody right. like. I mean, Jokic didn't dominate Giannis, and Giannis yeah. didn't yeah. do obviously that same. He for slowed Jokic. down in the second half. It was definitely the altitude, yeah. altitude back to back. It's yeah. hard to do. It's the hardest back to back. Yeah, just sure. that that part sucked a little bit. But I wanted to say, like, I agree with you. Like, you know, we did it with the Celtics. We've done it with other teams that we thought are maybe title contenders. Like, they have that bad stretch, and we panic and we go, uh oh. You know, maybe they're not contenders. Uh, maybe they're pretenders. But no, it's usually these are long seasons. It's tough not to have that week, seven day stretch or nine day stretch where you just look like sort of average. Maybe especially because they had wrapped up the number one seed and they took their foot off the gas. But they're back and they look like they're going to be a very difficult out. So good win there from Denver. Yeah, last time we actually like did our MVP candidates, I ended up coming up with Jokic on top because the Nuggets hadn't hit a cold part of their season yet yeah. and they finally did but they got it back this looked like the 1990s though because it was one-on-one Nikola Jokic versus Brooke Lopez so you're right Jokic didn't dominate Giannis but he did dominate Brooke Lopez mm-hmm. a little bit like Lopez was making him work no doubt about it but Jokic just kept the pressure on him you could tell that this was a big game for him and for the Nuggets so he's very aggressive looking for a shot inside ended up with 11 free throws uh Brooke Lopez I guess only ended with four fouls he got three of them though in the first half and it was just awesome to watch these two guys banging as hard as they possibly can against each other no help from anybody uh and in that situation even against a great defender like Brooke you're going with the MVP so great win I thought from the Nuggets I thought really good performances from Jamal Murray good to see him kind of get his flow back 26 points on 19 shots that's nice added nine assists as well and then Michael Porter Jr. he's awesome he's just a really solid player right now went seven for 12 in this game the Bucks seem to be losing track of him which you cannot do that's how he went three of six from the three-point line if he's scoring 19 come playoff time that's huge yeah so get your naps in have your coffees eat your dark chocolate tonight Embiid versus Jokic, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, on playback with us. All right, let's keep it moving. Trey, who you got for a win of the weekend? Oh, we're staying out west. Good weekend for the Grizzlies. They got a couple of wins. They beat the Rockets and the Hawks this weekend. Not the greatest competition, but that's six straight wins right now. Best in the league. They've won nine of their last ten. And there was some fun stuff from these couple of wins here on Friday. Completely smoked Houston. 151 points for Memphis. The second most in their franchise history. They were led by Luke Kennard and his hilarious line. A career-high 10 three-pointers. Tied a career-high with 30 points. 10 of 11 from three. No other shooting attempts. Nope. (laughs) Not a two. Not a free throw. I bet he didn't even take a shot after the whistle. (laughs) Threes only. Unfortunately, he had three assists and one steal. I would have loved to see zeros completely across the box score. Nonetheless, uh, a great shooting night from him. The Grizzlies hit 25 threes. That's a franchise record for them. 
good time to set some records as against the Houston Rockets. Yep. Sunday, definitely more competitive against the Hawks. Still, the Grizzlies never trailed in the second half. Job ja Morant returned to the starting lineup for the first time since his suspension. 27 points, 6 assists. Desmond Bain was awesome in this one as well. 25 and 5 assists. He made a couple of clutch baskets. Anytime the Hawks seemed like they were threatening to get back in the game, Bain was right there. And then Jaron Jackson Jr. had 5 blocks, including a crazy one oh. on John Collins going up for a dunk. Maybe like both go down to the ground. A very violent swat. Call a foul. Taylor Jenkins, Jaron Jackson Jr., both get technicals. They review it. Turns out it was a clean, clean block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those technicals have to be rescinded immediately, right? If the referee Ooh, yeah. botches the call, then they go to review. They should just completely overturn everything. They're like, the last three minutes of our lives doesn't count. <laughs> right. That was an insane block. Yeah. Like That looked like it was going to hurt both guys. Somehow JJJ comes out on top. But good stuff from the Grizzlies. They haven't quite locked in the second seed yet. But getting pretty close. Yeah, they make this Western Conference race now even more confusing, unfortunately. Like, the Grizzlies, like, they lose Brandon Clark. They obviously lose Steven Adams there for a good chunk of, like, all the regular season. I don't even know if he's supposed to return in the playoffs, if they're how far they're in or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, the John Moran suspension. So we, we got to go, all right, well, I guess we can take the Grizzlies You're off done. the board when it comes to, like, potential teams to go out of the West. But we can't do that anymore, I don't think. Where they are seating-wise, how they're playing, obviously Jaws sort of finding his footing here, Tass, so it just no. makes this already wide-open, I guess, race in the West to who's going to win the whole thing. Just put another team back in the mix. I know they were there for a majority of the season, but we did remove them for a week, and now they're right there again, right? <laughs> no, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Absolutely not. They handled it really well without Jaw in there. Obviously, not having two big men for... Probably the first round, at least. I mean, Steven Adams will come back at some point. But, yeah, that's yeah. monstrous. Uh, uh, and, yeah, literally and figuratively. But they handled it really, really well. Yeah. Uh, what will we call a line like that where a guy scores 30 and has zeros the rest of it? Because, <laughs> obviously, awesome. the, 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 so fun, cool. the fun line is always the, the sort of the Tony Snell line. Like, at least 20 minutes played, <laughs> zero point zero rebounds, zero assists, zero blocks, Do zero nothing. steals. Yeah, yeah a zeros. <laughs> And then you got a different type of zeros with a 30. I think I think 30 is good instead of a 20 and nothings. <laughs> yeah. uh, a 30 yeah. and nothings would be phenomenal. But That's you just love that very it's rare. all three-pointers. Hasn't Malik Beasley done this too? I feel like somebody else has done this not that long ago where they hit be. where they is hit 30 he... points on 10 threes and did nothing like basically did nothing else in terms of like shooting twos or getting to the line. He's I the think, right type of guy I think for Beasley it. Did. That'd be hard to do. <laughs> 10 threes and nothing else. It's a lot of threes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it used to be. It uh, doesn't feel like it as yeah. much anymore, but uh, awesome performance. Um, and look, the Nard Dog could do it to his old team <laughs> in a potential playoff series, right? Mm. He could get a Grizz Clippers somewhere in the Western Conference, and, uh, you know, could they uh, regret that one? Wait and find out. Uh, any other thoughts on, on the Grizz there or or Luke Kennard? Yeah, at the end of that Grizz-Hawks game, I thought the Hawks could could do something. They got that big steal there. Uh, but they couldn't convert it into anything in the in the final minute. Trey Young wide open in the corner, hit that guy, hit that guy. But they didn't, and so the Hawks, like they always do, they give it back. Uh, so the Grizzlies are, yeah, I th I think they they have to be taken seriously in the Western Conference. Absolutely. Another team we got to take serious: the Sacramento Kings. Winner of the weekend, specifically Kevin Herter, who returned uh, from a two game absence. He had a knee injury. But he came back on Friday and Saturday. The Kings scored 256 combined points 
in their two wins over the weekend. Not bad. On Friday, Herter led all scorers with 29 points versus the Jazz. Saturday, he scores a team-high 27, so this guy was on one this weekend. He averaged 28 points per game, eight boards, four and a half assists, and two steals. That's Kevin Herter I just gave you those lines for. I know it's only two games, small sample size, but man, what a weekend. Sabonis, 21-12-8 over the weekend. Shot you know just under 60% from the floor. He is... He is Jokic light. It's unbelievable how sort of overlooked this season has gone for him. And he's doing all this with a banged-up hand. Keegan Murray, he's four three-pointers short now of having the record for most threes by a rookie in a season. Donovan Mitchell still has that record as a rook, 187. Lillard had 185. But Murray hits four more over the last couple of games here, and he will have that record, so that's impressive. And just the other note I have is, like, Fox didn't play in the second one uh, over the weekend. Got banged up in that first game, a uh, little injury there, so they said, played it really safe with him. But, like, excellent ball pressure from, like, Davion Mitchell, we know a great defender, and Matthew Dellavedova, who is on the Kings, you might forget that. Uh, they gave him the defensive player of the year chain, though, or of the game, I should say, chain, uh, because they just, like, can pressure guys, and they did a good job. The Kings can clinch a playoff spot with a win over the Wolves tonight. It could happen. Could have happened last night if the Wolves had lost to the Warriors, but instead the Kings get to do it if they want tonight if they can beat Minnesota. So just a good weekend. Getting Herter back, huge for them, as we see. Just some shooting. And the guys just came back, plugged right back in. The guy doesn't, or the Kings don't have injuries this season at all. So that was nice. Uh, that It's keeping up. Yeah, this Fox one doesn't sound too, nah, too serious either. Yeah, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, any thoughts, TK, on uh, the Sacramento Kings? Well, it's just cool that they're really good, but I hate that they're going to end up probably playing a really mm. established team yeah. in the first round of the playoffs because this has been probably like the happiest storyline of the entire season is the Kings succeeding and exceeding expectations. Obviously, the beam has been an incredible gimmick. Their players are fun to watch. A lot of the rest of the NBA has been angry this season. Not the Kings. <laughs> they're fun to watch and they're fun to root for. And then they're going to go into the first round of the playoffs and play a team that's like the four-time champion Golden State Warriors or the 17-time world champion Los Angeles Lakers or something like that. So they're going to have to overcome yet another obstacle. But they did a good job kind of dealing with their first health crisis of the year. Kevin Herter going out. Yep. And they've responded incredibly well. So big shout out to the Kings. All right, let's do another round, Tass. Who else is on your winner of the weekend's list? The Brooklyn Nets. For a few reasons. On Saturday, they hopped over the Miami Heat into the last playoff spot when they destroyed Miami. They went to Miami and won by 29. Handled them real well. So they are in the actual playoff standings. They're all tied up now with the Heat at 40 and 35, and they've got the tiebreaker, and they've got an easier schedule the rest of the way. Six of their last seven at home, while the Heat have five of their last seven on the road, where they ain't that great. So it looks like Brooklyn's going to hang on to that sixth seed, to me, in my, in my estimation, and and that was a, just such a large win. Again, handing it to the Heat. They swept them this season, and they got, you know, from their 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 standard guys, good performances. And that's where I want to go to next. The stability of the roster now has just got to be ridiculously uh, just just a positive for Jacques Vaughn, a positive for every fan, uh, because versus the Heat, just just to give you the, the standard numbers, Mikel Bridges had 27, Cam Johnson had 23, the two main guys they got for Kevin Durant, then 15 from Spencer Dinwiddie, the main guy they got from Kyrie. Now, prepare to be blown away. Check this stat. After that game, Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges have now played more minutes together 
as Brooklyn Nets than Harden, Irving, and Durant did. That is crazy. That in the six weeks that they've had those guys. <laughs> Since the trade deadline, they'd played 16 games together after, oh, I'm sorry, the, the, the three of Harden, Durant, and Kyrie had played 16 yeah. games together. And, uh, Dude. These new guys have already played yeah, more minutes. they've played more minutes. <laughs> it, it is absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. So that's just got to be a good feeling for Jacques Vaughn. And, and, and this is a, a sort of a, a negative in that this, this last part that I'm going to get to here is a negative in that Ben Simmons is going to be out for him. But I think Jacques Vaughn's going to be happy that they know what their team is going forward because Ben Simmons, he hasn't been close to himself but now Jacques Vaughn doesn't have to worry about implementing him because he is very, 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 very likely out for the season. He's been out since the All-Star break with knee soreness, but now he's been diagnosed with a nerve impingement in his back. So no more questions about Ben Simmons. They just know who they're rolling with going forward. It's been difficult trying to figure out who to play around Ben Simmons. Like, for instance, we just talked about the Kings. They traded away Kessler Edwards to the Kings because he couldn't really play around Ben Simmons. Uh, but, you know, he's helping out the Sacramento Kings there. And Ben Simmons' season is likely done. 42 games when all said and done. 6.9 points, 6.3 boards, 6.1 assists. That's the guy they got six, for six, Harden. Six. You don't think he's coming back to play against the Sixers in the playoffs? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, it's, it's unlikely. Yeah, it looks like it will be. The 3-6 will be Sixers and uh, the Nets. But, you know, the Knicks are sort of reeling in the five spot. So it's not all done. And obviously the Heat are in a virtual tie with the Nets. So we don't know. But the Nets have done well, even even if they struggled there for a little bit. They went into Miami, took care of business, and yes, they lost to Orlando on yes, Sunday. Yes. Uh, another another tough back-to-back, the old Florida on the road back-to-back. Not quite as tough as Utah and Denver, but they got the important game. They went into Miami, a, a team that has been tested in the postseason, and smacked them. They, yeah. just, they just pure out smacked them, outworked them, and got out to a big lead and didn't give it up. Yeah, Bridges had 44 in the loss to the Magic, too, in 34 minutes. So he had a good game, but uh, they sort of got uh, a disappointing follow-up to that big win over the sure. game. But it is tough to win both those games, especially with the way the Magic are playing. Uh, playing pretty solid right now. Um, yeah, we could see a, a Sixers-Nets. Can I clarify something that I heard on another podcast today that I need you to clarify for me? Someone was saying that it's more likely the Hawks or the Heat will be the sixth seed because of they're gonna, they, they, one of them will win the division. But that doesn't matter. No. It's tie break, then division. Yes. I mean, sorry, head to head, then, then division. division. That is so the, the tiebreaker order. I are did sixth my, right now. Yes, I did my NBA.com nice. research. Yeah, okay. When yeah. that happened, because yeah. the Heat are the Southeast division leaders. Divisions used to matter a little bit. Remember, that yeah. was a thing there. for a, There was a small window yeah. where that yeah, would get you was. in or get you higher. But yeah, you, you have mean, a three seed and have a worse record yeah. than the four seed. That's yeah, right. The that's olden right. days. But yeah. uh, in this case, the Nets and the Heat tested it, have the exact same record, and the Nets swept the season series against the Miami Heat. And that's they done. They took all three against them. So that is why they're sixth and the Heat are seventh. It won't matter if the Hawks or the Heat are the uh, you know Southeast division leaders at well, all. It's not going to matter because the scenario. Hawks aren't going to get above no, 500. No, no, no. Well, it's that's true. They can't. It's simply impossible to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Trey, who you got for another win of the weekend? Yeah, let me take you behind the winners here, Skeets. I thought the Warriors deserved a winner for their Friday comeback against Philadelphia. Mm. Then they played yesterday. Yeah. At the end of the game, I stood up, flicked my phone off, said disgusting there's no way they can be winners of the weekend i didn't want to go bulls back-to-back weeks being winners but patrick beverly gets a winner (laughs) because he hit an emphatic too small on lebron james in his return late in the fourth quarter bulls are cruising to victory in this one beverly drives the lane 
hits a poor man's Rondo ball fake, a little hook shot over LeBron, then goes for the too small, all the way down to the ground, slaps the floor. The guy was grinning ear to ear. It wasn't over. He went over to Shannon Starp and started making a stinky face. <laughs> Your favorite team stinks. <laughs> he was flexing at the crowd. He had 10 points and five assists yeah, well. <laughs> last night. But it doesn't matter because back in February on his podcast, uh, Patrick Beverly said, we played the Lakers twice. We're knocking them out of the playoffs. <laughs> oh, God. It's backing it up. Dude. Yeah, he got to... one. They play the Lakers again on Wednesday. Uh, LeBron will probably have 58 points on in that one. But the Bulls got the win uh, against the Lakers yesterday. Also beat the Blazers on Friday. Yeah. Bulls are 10-5 and five with play in Pat. He called this shot. He says it's easier to make a playoff run in the Eastern Conference, and he's completely right. They're only a half game back right now of the eighth seed. I'm kind of selfishly hoping they stick in 10 and that the Hawks drop to nine. Going to a playing game here in Atlanta. We shall see, but uh, a hilarious win for Patrick Beverly and the Bulls yesterday. Yes, and there's this photo going around of him with a bunch of toilet paper uh, in his car, too. (laughs) He's a a Charmin partner. He's a Charmin partner. Get your popcorn ready. He's just chilling in the car with toilet paper. He said, I got paid a ton of money to post something. I think Darnell Mayberry over at the Athletic said it was $250,000. That's some decent paper for some toilet paper. Wow! But he said, I was late to posting it like a week ago, so I didn't want the whole window to close. I'm not out here trying to troll anybody. I'm out here to be a basketball player. Okay. (laughs) That's what Patrick Beverly, the man, said. He needs to start trying to troll anybody. He needs to start walking out of the shitter, dropping the too small. The toilet was too small. (laughs) Dump I took in there. There was a a joke fart hole in the toilet. Too small. (laughs) Oh yeah, what a weekend for Beverly there. That's like he's dropped stinky before too. Yeah, Yeah, when he was a Wolves player for sure. (laughs) Uh, Any thoughts on on the Bulls or Beverly? Yeah, he went for it with the two small uh, symbol there. I hadn't seen the Bulls tweet. What was the emoji that they it's tweeted? Like the, that was like a little pinch. Yeah. Like a little uh, the, pinch. Oh, the classic pinch. <laughs> yeah. Classic pinch. For LeBron, yeah, he went right after LeBron, who came off the bench for the first time in 16 years. And I'm sure he'll be starting against the Bulls on Wednesday to take care of business. Oh, boy. Yes, he will likely be starting. I am sure. He's but, thinking. yeah, I, I don't know uh, if it was somebody in our chat that, that sent the message saying, I haven't seen – uh, somebody come off the bench and do the uh, the, the chalk toss <laughs> yeah. in yes. the history, and, and LeBron pulled that off. Only LeBron can pull that off. <laughs> Mid game chalk toss. <laughs> come on, uh, come I on, don't man. Know about that one. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully for for the Lakers, the Mavs had a horrendous weekend. That's so, true. Yep. Uh, the the Lakers are in a playing spot. So Matt Beverly, kind of true, knocked them out of the well, kept them out of the uh, the playoffs <laughs> picture to this point, but they're in the play in picture. Yeah. Both of the Bulls and Lakers basically in the same spot right now. Some uh, other mini winners here. Uh, congrats to the Cavaliers for clinching uh, their first playoff berth since 2018. I'm surprised you didn't go with the Cavs, Tess. Uh, their first playoff berth without that, LeBron knew James. Gonna do, they knew they were going to do that. I guess so. They took care of biz. Uh, they, their first time uh, making the playoffs without LeBron since 1998. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Uh, and their first since 2018, obviously, when LeBron was there. Uh, many of the win- mini winner of the weekend to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, oh, I know time. we'll get to the Mavericks, uh, and they'll be our big loser here in a second. But Hornets played well. They're playing spoiler. Uh, their defense has been elite since the All-Star break, so kudos to them. And uh, my final one, Kyle Anderson, slow-mo himself for the Timberwolves, who had a good weekend. Uh, Shout-out to Jace Frederick for tweeting the footage, but Kyle Anderson tallied four steals 
last night against the Warriors in the final 12:30 of that game, and those four steals turned into 11 Wolves points, which were 44% of his team's offense during that span, that 12:30 to end that game. And the biggest one was the steal off Draymond Green with about 15, 16 seconds left. Slow-mo pushes it. Here comes Cat in transition. Hands it to him. Bang! He hits another three. <laughs> they go up, and they pull off the victory. And, uh, you know, Kyle Anderson, just a he's just the ultimate glue guy. You could put him on a lot of teams. Every team, it feels like, could use a guy like him. He played well, and the Wolves had a really good weekend as they stay in this jumbled race here. I mean, they're like one and a half back from fourth and two up from being completely out of the uh, play-in. That's how close it is. So, Kyle Anderson, Mr. Anderson. It was a good weekend. Yeah, a hilarious pull-up three by Carl Anthony Towns there. Bold shot. Very bold. Steal from Kyle Anderson at his three-point line. They're down one. Those two go into the front court, and Clay and Dre are back to defend those two, and they decide, all right, this is an open shot. Yeah. Step Bears into it. it. Yeah. He just hit one, too. Yeah. So, Carl. so, and, and he's just won a game essentially with the free throws against the Hawks since coming back. So, essentially, a couple, a couple ceiling buckets for Carl Anthony Towns. And I just love the fact that the Timberwolves are a different team. I love watching the NBA night in and night out and, and seeing a sort of a different squad, a huge squad. Some big boys. <laughs> They're huge. Uh, they, they run out, obviously, Gobert and Towns. And then Nas Reed finds a way to get in the game. He had a good game. Uh, pretty cool that uh, Chris Finch finding minutes for him. He had 17 shots attempts in 21 minutes and then Kyle Anderson who was filling in for Jalen Daniels who also is a, a monstrous guy because he was in foul trouble with 32 minutes off the bench for him so yeah. he's, he's just playing his best players and they're hopefully if they're going to be good they're going to keep teams under 100 so we're seeing these these games here a 99-96 victory there for, mm. for the Wolves it's a, it's a different kind of team and we'll see if they can uh, manage to squeeze in there it's a tough Tough sledding in the in that part of the West that we said, My God, you know that may come up and face the Grizzlies, that Warriors, Clippers, Wolves, glut. I just right can't there. believe over like a two or three game stretch, you could be hosting Game One of the first round of the playoffs or be absolutely out, not even playing a play-in game to even get into the playoffs mm-hmm. because of how many teams there are. But yeah, slow mo, twelve, ten, and seven for the Wolves there. All right, let's take oh, a break. I mean, the Warriors gave that one away. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean the Draymond Warriors gave that, that Draymond didn't need to pass that. Yeah. The one that, that Kyle Anderson stole. He could have just stood there pass. and got fouled. Also, Steph Curry didn't need to pass it when he passed yep. it up either. Also, like, Mike Conley was trying to foul. You could see him complaining to the referees, like, <laughs> I tried to foul Steph Curry when he was driving around me, but uh, they blew it on that one. Jordan Poole took a terrible shot with, like, 38 seconds left on a two-for-one. They were talking about on the broadcast, if a two-for-one shot comes available, you take it. That's not the one you want. Mm. Couldn't get a shot for Steph Curry on the very last possession as well. So, I don't know. Great win for the Wolves, especially since it gets them only a half game back of Golden State. But I do kind of think that was a Golden State loss. Well, that's why you stood so up and closed your computer and said, disgusting. This is disgusting. <laughs> Honestly, like, every time the Warriors were ready to win the game, they just gave it to the Timberwolves. They got within two points back-to-back-to-back turnovers. It was... They went out of their way to lose that one, it felt like. Yeah, Yeah. disgusting. Oh, oh, oh. do you think they're doing it on purpose? 
where they want to fall no, in the no, playoff no, no, standings. No, no. Yeah, I mean, you can't even say that yeah, because exactly. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard other people talk about that. It's like, how? How could you yeah. like even, oh, we want to be the sixth seed and not the fifth seed, so we want to avoid the Suns. But it's like, okay, you can do whatever you want on that particular night. That doesn't mean four other teams <laughs> that are within a half a game yeah, exactly, are going to do the right. right thing. So, yeah, they just botched it. It was just yeah. surprising because it was at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly, I've seen a lot of right. those on the road, but that one was at home and they snapped their uh, home win streak there. Good it was kind of like back to back botches because the Wolves had it at first midway through the fourth they lead and then the Warriors took it and then they botched it mm-hmm. so double botch uh, in this scenario just a shout out to Clay Thompson quietly leading the league in most three-pointers made three-pointers this season it's kind of surprising <laughs> yeah, 670 threes surprising. do 671 threes it's uh what no what no, no. no no what it, that was that was the no. wrong number I just threw out there <laughs> that's a big number man yeah both both 273 for 671 he's there leading he's leading go. it in both attempts and and made shots. 273 threes. He's come back and made the most threes of his career this season. He, he will after uh, That's pretty crazy. After a couple nights. Uh, all right, let's take our first break. Uh, when we come back, uh, you know we got to talk about the Dallas Mavericks and the losers of the NBA weekend. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets, the things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust & Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. All right, back with the No Dunkers here in the Classic Factory. The stream team chiming in with some other uh, NBA winners of the weekend. Uh, what about the Celtics, you know, turning things around? They also had Matt Bonner and Brian Scalabrini on the call. That's fun. Uh, the Pelicans staying afloat. That's a good one. And uh, Caitlin Clark with the 40-point triple-double in the women's tournament. My God, that is a line. She is unbelievable. So good, good uh, suggestions there for other NBA or other just basketball winners of the weekend. But let's get to the loser's task. You know where we're going because this might be rock bottom, I guess, for the Dallas Mavericks when it comes to this season, at least. Yeah, nice transition here to a a guy who had a 40-point triple-double in Luka Doncic, but still lost. They lost back-to-back games against the Charlotte Hornets. 
who are playing for nothing. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks are playing for a plan tournament. They just made the trade for Kyrie Irving, and they can't get wins. Lost to the Hornets Friday, um, so you think they bounce back, Yeah, right? that happens, right? Yeah. It's so we always talk about, it is so difficult to lose both games yeah. to the same it's team in these possible. little baseball series. It's like really tough. You could never. And they did. They did. I, <laughs> I, I thought they would come out better because against uh, Charlotte on the Friday, 37 points in the first for the Hornets. They were still down at half. They just couldn't fight back. Right. All right, so they're going to come back. They came out super flat on Sunday afternoon. They'd scored uh, just watching this back. I just I just couldn't couldn't bear to watch this offense. Five points in the first like seven minutes. This this incredible offense only sixteen in the first quarter, and they did make it a close one at the end with Luca just hitting shots, throwing behind the back passes to Maxi Kleba. But such a strange game. It's really difficult to put your finger on what's wrong with this team. Obviously, their defense stinks, uh, but this this game where they they turned it over. Only eight times, six fewer times than the Hornets. They hit seven more threes than the Charlotte Hornets. It sure felt like they should win this game, but their offense was not clicking, only shot 38%. They need Kyrie to be a little bit better than he was on Sunday night. They're just so disconnected, but in a, in a crazy way, they're not too far off just because they are so talented from winning games. And they're not too far away from the plan. They're now you know, fully in 11th place, a full game back of the play-in tournament. <laughs> And I say they're not too far off, but they do not have Luka tonight. He had a 16th tech in that Sunday game, unless it's rescinded from for some what? weird reason. He can't it, help himself. It was a, he can't help himself, man. I think the referee should also couldn't help himself in calling that tech. Obviously, he was complaining. But that's, whole, but, that's his whole thing. He just complains all game. Mm-hmm. And so when he goes a little bit more overboard, they're like, well, that's the accumulation of you nonstop talking all game. I've got to give it to you. Yeah, I didn't think that one was I too think, bad. But at the same time, sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be a buildup. Could be I a passive-aggressive T. But I, I think it's galaxy brain thinking from Luca to get suspended against the Pacers. Like, you would rather get suspended against the Pacers because the next games are Sixers, Heat, Hawks, Kings, Bulls, Spurs. Mm. They play good teams after the Pacers. So if you're going to get suspended, that's the one. And and I do think, uh, even if he's not going Galaxy Brain, I think it may just work out for them because I think they'll rally around Kyrie. Those games that they played without Kyrie, or with Kyrie, without Luka, Right, right off the bat, they worked out pretty well. I think they could rally around him. They are five and ten without Luca this season, so maybe it doesn't work out well. But mm-hmm. also, Luca said after the game on Friday that he's not having as much fun playing basketball, and he noted that it's something off the court. Yeah. It has nothing to do with what's going on on the court. So hopefully, all all is well in his world. But yeah, seven games left for this team that made such a giant trade. And again, it's not like it's horrendous, uh, but. They just are disconnected, and it's tough to watch at times. Yeah, I would say the two problems for me are, like, basketball-wise, they get crushed on the glass. Their best rebounder is their point guard. Luka Doncic is their best rebounder. Everybody else, all their tall guys are skinny guys, so they get crushed on the glass. Like, they would love to have a Nick Richards. Find you a second-round center that can sop up some minutes and be a big guy inside. And from more of an overall team concept point of view, the problem to me is that the team doesn't look any different than they did before they got Kyrie because still it's going to be we have to try and outscore you and we have to get lucky in the clutch. You would think that adding Kyrie Irving to Luka Doncic, having two of the best fourth-quarter players in the league, would be enough to get him over the line in a lot of these clutch games, but they've lost so many games by a handful of possessions that they were losing before the trade deadline as well. So it's like you would think Kyrie coming in would maybe energize the team, would maybe 
take a little pressure off Luka to make things easier for them on the offensive side of the court, at least. And that has not been the case at all. They're not making each other better, Luka and Kyrie are. Yeah. They won last year because their defense propped them up just enough for then have mm-hmm. Luka, like, take you home in games. And that was, like, a surprising defensive team last year. Like, wow, how are they this good? And it's completely gone away this year. And then they trade, of course, one of their best defensive uh, perimeter players in, in Dorian Finney-Smith um, to get Kyrie. And they, they take that wild swing, and it's blown up in their face. Because, like, Ziller went through all, like, the points here um, from after the Kyrie deal. Like, remember when Maxi Kleba's defense was – it was going to solve – the Mavericks riddle of uh, being able to stop anyone for them to survive. Well, that hasn't been the case. Josh Green, we got excited, you know, Oh, he's going to be able to like slot in there, fill in the gaps. Uh, There's more role for him. And he was fine, but it's spotty because you're asking a lot from a guy right away. And then Jaden Hardy, he's a rookie. And you know, they thought he might be a difference maker. Sure. Some games, some quarters, he might look like that. Many others. He's, he's a nofer. He's a second round rookie. I mean, uh, he's 20 years old. So, this is not good. I mean, there are people now wondering, should they just lean into, quote-unquote, tanking? Lean, in, lean into keeping their pick, making sure it's in the top 10. Because if it's not, I believe it's going to the New York Knicks. So they do have some incentive, if they really wanted to. It'd be ballsy to, like, you know what? We'll just sit this one out, <laughs> sit the play in out, and we'll just keep our pick. Have, like, a 3% chance of the number one pick. Unlikely, but at least keep, keep it to get some talent to add to this team. But I don't think that's going to happen because it's pretty risky. It's pretty risky. You already made the risky move in in training for Kyrie. What's terrible is it's like the perfect storm here, or like the worst storm, I guess. Like your team's losing, Luca's frustrated, and now you get to then get to asking Kyrie all these questions about what's going on. And Kyrie, as we've seen multiple times, you can make things even worse, I think, with his explanations and all that. And then like then people start blaming him, and I don't even think he's the reason for all this. Like. What do you think trading for Kyrie was going to help your defense? Like, that's silly. Um, and he's been okay offensively. Their numbers are okay when he's out there, net rating and all that. But it's like, oh, I hate when my team is not doing well, and then Kyrie's up on the podium and being asked why we're not doing well. Oh, <laughs> hate my it's because they ain't us. Oh, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster, man. Another recipe for this bad team is just guys in and out of the lineup, including Luka and Kyrie, have been injured, and they haven't been – they haven't, again, been far off from winning a lot of these games. They could go on a little bit of a roll. And I understand it. It feels extremely bleak right now. But we've got here Casey Mack in, in the stream team saying they couldn't even beat the Hornets with Luka. What makes you think they can beat the Pacers tonight? As soon as they made the Kyrie trade, they beat the Clippers. They beat the Kings without Luka. They had Kyrie in the lineup. Sometimes when you have Luka in your lineup, you just rely on him to do everything. The, the beginning of that game, they were just relying on Luka. Just do everything. On Sunday especially, just just score, man. You're the most talented player on, on this team. I mean, you're whatever, you and Kyrie. And some. And so I think they do step up around Kyrie today to have a, a better game. Just, just will feel more part of the offense. And again, the injuries have been a problem, but who the heck knows? Well, they're playing the perfect team. team tonight in the Indiana Pacers to, to just have points, a shootout, yeah. just score. I mean, this is like they've built this team to be like, let's just outscore teams. Okay. I mean, you should be able to outscore the Pacers, Luca or not. Uh, they're not going to play defense. Like, they give you up 140, it feels like, every game here recently. So uh, yeah. they could win tonight, but you also have no faith. Like, even who cares? Like, they get into a play in. Do you have any faith they'd get out of that? Even if they got in through that into a playoff series? Do you have faith that they're going to beat any of those top no, teams it, in the Welsh Conference? Like, this is why the season's looking like a lost season sure, right now. Sure, Yeah, they made a trade six weeks ago, and they haven't played enough together. I mean, it's just, that is a short time window to get things together. And then 
Kyrie's got a, a toe thing. Luca goes out with the thigh thing. They've had multiple injuries, and they don't have any size. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah, and then they can't defend then, all that well. And then it gets even worse when you start going, well, what does this mean for Kyrie's long term? with yeah. this Mavericks team or not. Okay, there's that with the free agency. Then there's the frustration of, like, when does Lucas say enough is enough, and when does he start saying, and we get the the rumors from, like, oh, I want out and all that. Like, that's – it can – I know you don't want to say it, but it can spiral into that really quickly, as we've seen in the NBA. Sure. Right? That's why I think they should make the play-in and hopefully for them make the playoffs just so there's some good momentum yeah. going into the playoffs for Kyrie to say, okay, yeah, I'll sign here. Yeah, exactly. Missing the playoffs looks bad from a team standpoint, and I actually think that the Mavericks probably want their pick to convey to the Knicks this summer so then they can trade their next couple of picks because it's it's, uh, it's protected, I think, for the next three seasons. So they want that pick, that one gone, so they can trade other picks to get some players who might actually help the team. That's a good point. That's a good point. A tiny little point from the Hornets, positive. Yeah. Gordon Hayward played his most games in a season for the Charlotte Hornets this season. Good Gord. Wow. Weird, huh? Wow. Yeah, and it, wow. And it, it, it's weird because it didn't start. He wasn't playing at the beginning of the season, but <laughs> he has come on yeah. since since their season has been dead. But he's played in 50 games in season number three here for the Charlotte Hornets, did surpassing you, uh, his two previous totals. Did you see his post-game interview no. yesterday no. Uh, in the second win? He's on the floor. It's on court. And uh, suddenly his little one of his daughters runs up, sort of grabs onto his leg. Oh, they get the shot. Oh, that's cute. You know, whatever. Pats <laughs> her on the head. And then she takes off. And, like, Gordon's trying to answer questions, I believe it's with Ashley, and he's, like, he's very distracted. And she even notes it. She's, like, uh, are you looking for your kid? Like, I don't think he knew where his daughter ran to or where she had even run yeah. from. So he was, like, you know, was like, uh, this dad was concerned. He's, like, where, dad was concerned. where did my kid go? But I think he eventually saw her. But even while he was walking off the floor, he was still doing, like, a, I don't know if he's doing a head count or something. Um, did she make it back to mom? I don't know. I, I thought well, maybe he she stole his mouth guard and he's a germaphobe. <laughs> I don't think wanted so. Wanted his mouth guard back. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Good all right. Lord. Good Gord Almighty. Uh, TK, who you got for a loser of the weekend? Uh, tough one here. Sixers have been one of the best road teams in the league this season, but they lost two this weekend. It's their first losing streak, two games in a month. Friday, Embiid, an absolute monster. 46 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, two steals, and a block. Also, Draymond Green called him the hardest guy to guard in the league. That's a compliment right there. However, the Sixers were minus 21 in the 10 minutes that Joel Embiid sat. The offense completely falls apart when he is on the bench. Also, no James Harden to assist, to play make. Nonetheless, the Sixers blew the lead, but we're still up two when Embiid checked in with eight and a half left in the fourth quarter. He scored 15 of the last 19 points for Philadelphia, but unfortunately, Curry, Thompson, and Poole all caught fire, scored 27 of 29 for the Warriors down the stretch. That, to me, just a good win for Golden State. Like, the Sixers played pretty well, all things considered. Embiid was doing what he could in an MVP performance. They just didn't get over the line. Saturday's loss to the Suns, I thought, was a little bit more on Philadelphia and Embiid. 28 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks. Good, but not great. The Sixers actually lost his minutes in this one because he got out-efforted by Bismack Biombo. 17 points, 13 rebounds, and five blocks for Biombo. He blocked an Embiid fadeaway at least two times yeah. in this game, which pretty rare to see it ever happen, let alone twice. The Suns bench was awesome in this one, completely outplayed Philadelphia once again. Three Suns reserves were in double digits. You can tell how much the Sixers are missing James Harden because he really steadies the bench and makes it so that Maxi doesn't have to do everything out there with the second unit. But I kind of thought a subpar effort from Embiid in the first half. 
and couldn't totally turn it on in the second half, which seemed kind of clearly what he was trying to do. It was the second night of a back-to-back. The Sixers have been very good for the last three months, but disappointing, I would say, against a couple of finals contenders. contenders, contenders. <laughs> but the real reason to me they get the loser this weekend is because the Celtics won twice. Yeah. So now Philadelphia is two and a half games back from the two seed, and they got a pretty tough schedule the rest of the way here. So you would have liked to get one of those to keep the race pretty close because it kind of feels like Boston should be number two. Mm. Yeah, the uh, the Green Embiid one-on-one on Friday, super fun. And then Green got to the podium and he said, uh, um, yeah, Embiid told me that he had a good game because I said Joker was the hardest player to defend, <laughs> and he heard that and he took that personally and had a big game. And then, yeah, a bit of a dud on Saturday for Embiid. He looked a little gassed. I, I mean, think that's understandable. Been carrying this team for a while here. It looked like it caught up to him here, and and maybe this like sort of trap game too with the one coming up against yeah exactly uh, Joker uh, tonight. So yeah, they're gonna they, you know they've had a great what three month run here totally the Philadelphia yep. 76ers. But yeah, uh, paired with the Celtics winning, and now if they meet in a second round uh, of a of a two three matchup, yeah, game seven would be in Boston, and you'd rather have it in Philadelphia. That's for sure. It's kind of understandable that Embiid's lost a little gas. It's a freaking tough march for Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Keep bringing that up for sure. So seventeen thirty one. That's that's not really Embiid's thing, but uh, he's got to be looking forward to tonight. Nine thirty Eastern on playback. I'm sure. Loser of the weekend. Uh, my trust issues with a few teams. You already brought up the Miami Heat losing to the Brooklyn Nets. I keep trying to convince myself, Heat man, you don't mm-hmm, want to play them. You mm-hmm. don't want to see them in a first round, especially if you're like Philly. I'll be a war. Uh, I think you're going to be tested. You know, this team has, has been there, done that. But then, you know, they play the Nets and get hammered, like you said, Tass, and it's like, oh, why Why do I believe in this team? Like, what? It's it's bad. They scored 31 points in the second half. They had 18 in the third quarter. That's brutal. And then they had 13 in the fourth where they got spanked. The Nets went on a 31-6 to run. Spolster, after the game, saying, like, we're not defending at a world-class level the way we're capable of, and that second half just became an avalanche. Uh, and so when your offense already struggles in a half-court setting and then you're not playing your elite defense, yeah, you're going to lose by 20-plus. And now they have that same record as uh, as the Nets don't have the tiebreaker. And they might have to win their way in, and maybe they don't even play the Sixers. It doesn't matter. But I just like, ah, I want to believe in them. I really do. And I don't think they're going to get waxed in a first round, beat against the Celtics, beat against the Sixers. I think they take a game or two. But the more I watch them, I'm like, I don't know, man. I think I'm holding on to, like, previous postseason runs. You still remember Game 7 of last year. They were a shot away from going to the finals. I know, I know. They're just gatekeepers this season. They're going to have the hardest first-round series, which they're going to lose, but it will be iron sharpening iron. Yeah, we've talked about that. Like, the Celtics or the Sixers are going to kind of want to face the heat to get into a playoff atmosphere. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Uh, And then in the Western Conference, I'm not as high on them as many other people are. Um... The Clippers, um, you know, I'm not, you know, you can convince yourself, oh, they could go on a run and all that. Maybe less so after the Paul Gen- Paul George injury, but they got hammered by the Pelicans. Trey Murphy hit ten threes. He scored thirty two. Brandon Ingram had thirty two. They won one thirty one one ten over L A. And uh, that was lights out shooting from the Pelicans. But the Clippers had twenty turnovers too, which led to twenty eight points for the Pels and like. I mean, I've been off the Clippers for a while. Maybe some of you out there can still convince yourself, oh, I could drag them to a couple, uh, you know, postseason victories, playoff series victories. I don't really see it, so I'm ready to, like, scratch them from uh, a wide-open Western Conference. I get that part, and maybe it'll just be all matchups. Who do they fare well against? Who do they don't? 
but that was bad. And they've had they just have games like this too, where you're just like, ugh, that's not a championship contender. That's not a team like poised to go on a deep run, especially with the PG. Uh, so that's what I got for my losers. Any thoughts on the Heat or the Clippers there? Yeah, I don't see the Heat being a consistent enough shooting team. Their offense is so bad. And and they had a nice little run last year in the postseason where they squashed Trey Young in the first round. Then they got a Joel Embiid-less team there in the Sixers. You know, the broken face there came back, obviously. But mm-hmm. I, I think they got a nice little uh, uh, just schedule last year in the playoffs. They, they ended up you know taking the Celtics deep in that series for sure. But it's just they're they're a year older. You're gonna you're counting on Jimmy to do a lot, and we'll see if Tyler Hero can can be fantastic. But I just don't I can't believe in that offense. It's hard to believe in that offense. And Fred Van Vliet said after uh, the game yesterday, he's ready to give Kyle Lowry a loss. He just had a birthday. He play the Raptors on tomorrow night, I believe. I think it's on TNT unless they changed it. Um, Van Vliet saying, yeah, I can't wait to give that old guy a loss. <laughs> so it could be another one. So they might drop even more. And the Raptors are, well, the Raptors are probably too far behind the Miami Heat in terms of record, but they're not far behind the Hawks now or the Bulls there, uh, obviously trying to, it's to like a half game to chase down to the 10 Hawks. right now. Yeah, especially after they lost to the Grizzlies there on Sunday. Uh, got some news here. According to Shams, the Blazers are considering shutting down Damian Lillard for the rest of the season. Dame has been dealing with a calf injury and missed Portland's last two games against the Bulls. And then the Thunder, who picked up a, a quality win there, got a little too close, probably for Thunder fans, but they pulled it out in the end. Uh, we've already talked about this a little bit, but uh, this idea of shutting Dame down here for the rest of it, are you, are you surprised if this is the, the route they take? Not at all. Lean into helping your lottery chance. Like, what do you think? What do you think of all this? I like the decision to go, uh, instead of making this declaration, eight games left, we're going to have to shut them down. Just, I would rather do it quietly if I was the Blazers. I, got, I, I think this seems like a cop-out to me. I don't like the decision, but I'd rather go game to game and say, yeah, injured calf, <laughs> questionable. Give the illusion that he's Gonna playing. Test yeah. the calf every day. Eh? Instead of this proclamation. I, well, I, I, I'm sure it's been bothering him all season because he was out with it earlier on in the season. That was his, uh, the, the, his problem all year long. Just feels like the white flag being waved. I mean, it doesn't That's, really matter. They're, I know it they're does. four and twelve after the All Star break. Lillard has played all but two of those games, I think. So I mean, they're four and ten with him. So I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I guess they want to trade their, or keep their pick. It's top. Uh, it's top fourteen protected to the Bulls for the next few seasons. So it wouldn't be surprising to me to actually see them stay where they're at and not bring Lillard back and get their pick. And assuming it's not doesn't jump into number one or number two or into the top four, trade it to the Bulls anyways, to just get that obligation off their books so they can just like, uh, who were we talking about earlier that I think said should keep their pick? Dallas? Mm -hmm. I think they might want to be able to trade their pick as well so they can do moves because this is the same season that they had last year. It just took a little bit longer to play out. Lillard went down uh, with his abdomen injury in what, January, February last season. They shut him down early, so the record looked really bad, but I mean... They've been pretty bad for the second half of this entire season, and only now is it becoming clear that they're not even going to have a chance at the play-in. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I do think that this helps the case for keeping Chauncey Billups around, just limiting Damian Lillard's games. Oof. Really? Yeah. Blazers fans are not happy with oh, Billups at all. Shocked. Yeah. I mean, that, Kidd and Billups look like they're 
dead coaches coaching right now. Yeah, those would be you – know, they're definitely both on the hot seat. And uh, I, I just think that the fewer games you play with Damian Lillard – uh, it's, <laughs> that is true. It that is true. It's, it just it just it just helps Chauncey Billups' reason for sticking around. Him and Kid in, in similar scenarios. The roster ain't going to change that much going into next season. So how can you expect it to change all that much? So they're both definitely on the hot seat. Well, the, sure. the Blazers are just a half game ahead of the Magic, who currently own the fifth worst record in the NBA. So if Orlando surpasses Portland here in the standings, the Blazers would gain better odds in the NBA lottery. I think they would go from having a 9% chance at the number one pick to a 10.5% chance. Uh, so <laughs> I got to you know, keep my 1%. They could lean in here, and I think they are. I mean, I believe they are shutting down Damian Lillard. They're shutting down like half their roster, man. They're not going to win a lot of games down the stretch here, I don't think, because the play-in's just out of reach now. Uh, what is fascinating to me, I slipped this in last time we talked about this, how are the voters going to deal with all NBA when it comes to Damian Lillard? Because if he doesn't play any more games, he's at 58. All right. We also have Curry currently at 50 games played. Booker's at 47. John Morant's at 56. How do voters take into uh, consideration that suspension? I, I think this is going to be a crazy, crazy all-NBA vote. Um, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced Lillard, despite scoring 32 points per game over 58, is going to make one of these all-NBA teams because his team's not even in the damn playing. Not even close. Yeah, that's like, like at a certain point, it's got to matter a little bit, right? I know we've gone through this before with like Bradley Beal, but that was maybe <laughs> when there McGrady. wasn't as much talented guards too. Like at a certain point, you're like, well, this guy's scoring thirty, and then it's a big drop off. But you know, hell, I guess Luca, Luca could miss the play in too. But there's Luca, Fox, Mitchell, SGA. Is Jalen Brown a shooting guard or a small forward? Where does he get voted in? Uh, that is a big cue, but. There's Edwards, there's Brunson, there's Trey, there's Harden. I don't know. I think it's going to be fascinating how how they take into consideration the games played mm-hmm. when it comes to Dame being probably shut down. Curry, he's going to probably finish around 55. You know, Booker less than that. And then the John Moran of it all. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Lucky we don't have a vote. <laughs> I'd be up all night. I imagine that it, because there's so many low numbers here, like you said, you yeah. went through them. Yeah. I think it will play a factor. Because it's just so clear. It's been such a topic of discussion all season long. And, yeah, there's going to be a drastic number between some and others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think – I at first I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. He got to that 58 mark. 58 seems good. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, good. You're qualified. You're qualified <laughs> for the points per game. For the points per game, yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so if you're qualified for that, you believe you're qualified for all yeah, NBA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. if, you, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's hear from everybody. What do you think about Dame's chances of making all NBA? He is third in the league in points per game. Uh, at 32.3, I think it is. That's the conspiracy. Did he get to 58? Uh, so. But that is only a rule right now for being on these uh, leaderboards when it comes to like, per title. game scoring title. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is obviously what we talked about that they might be considering with the Players Association about having a certain number of games played for all of these awards, including maybe All-NBA, uh, which is 58 the number? <laughs> I don't know. Feels a little low to me. If I'm being completely honest. If they come out with a CBA very soon, if they come to an agreement, which could happen, and 58 is the number that is tied to every award, and the voters get their ballot, 
isn't it sort of uh, oh, you're, clear? So you're saying this new CBA is happening like yeah well in it, the next they, 10 they days, come to I an agreement now wow. it, the the new rules don't pertain to this season right, and the right. voters this season but if the voters get their card and they say well I gotta give it to Lillard honestly I don't think, I don't think he's gonna against. get enough votes I don't think he's uh, gonna be on an all-nBA team who's on your ballot? Well, I, went through, I mean, uh, in no particular order. <laughs> Luca. What's your ballot? You could push Tell back and say, well, ballot. if the Mavs are not in the play-in, then isn't that the same uh, sort of scenario here? Yeah, you could say that. I guess I'm thinking they will be in the play-in. So I'll go in no particular order. Luca, Fox, Mitchell, SGA. Those four to me are all NBA guards. I have Jalen Brown as a guard. I think he plays 40% of his minutes as a guard and 60% as a small forward. So if you want to put him small forward, I get it. Uh, and then it just leaves one spot. And it's like, it's it's the Curry, enough games played, and then John Moran of it all. Like, he's going to have played more games, but he does have this weird thing where he left for nine games because of his stupidity. Um, but they're still good. Uh, so I guess it's between one of those two. I'm torn mm. on that one. It's a good call. And so maybe it's, fair, it's maybe it's smarter to put Jalen Brown to small forward yeah. mm. where there's more, mm. you know, you can make a case a lot easier for the forwards to put him on one of the teams mm. and then go Curry and John Moran. But no damn, I'm, I don't think so, man. They, you just, he just, like, they weren't winning with him. That's the other they thing. They weren't winning with him. That's the problem. Yeah. And I love him, but uh, ugh, that's tough, man. Yeah. That's tough. Jalen Brown's going to get bumped up, I think. I think he's going to get bumped up to a forward. There's yeah. just not a, the forward cl- crop this season isn't the forward crop that we're accustomed to. The guard crop is the new forward crop, so they're going to make way. Got to clear your crops and rotate. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Got to rotate your crops so, so they grow better. All farmers say. Yep. Uh, all right, look, we'll be talking about all NBA teams over the coming weeks here, I'm sure. Let's take our final break when we come back. Pick them results and tweet of the night. Selling a little? Yeah. Cha-ching. Or a lot? <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling savory sausages or offering ostentatious oddities, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash nodunks, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash no dunks now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash no dunks. All right, back in the Classic Factory, Pick'em Results Friday night. Uh, Raptors, they were the favorites by 12 and a half points at home to the Pistons and myself and Tass, because we're Raptors homers, we had to take them. And they finally blew out. 
Casey's Pistons. Dominant victory there on Friday night. So that's a win for me and Tass. I'm 9-9, nine and nine, Tass 6-12. and 12. Trey forced to swerve, took the Pistons, and took the L. You're 10-8. and eight. So you and I are tight here in the month of March. Tass, where are we going, man? We're going to a big one, Skeets. MVP battle. Jokic, Embiid. Tonight in Denver, Nuggets favored by five and a half points. Woo, that's a big line. It is a big line. I'm guessing Jokic continues this run of beating other MVP candidates, beat Giannis on Saturday, so I think they'll cover, but who the heck knows? You guys have the Sixers, and they're plus 5.5 points this evening. Again, we will be on playback. Join us. It's free. It's fun. We'll be watching this game tonight. Awesome. Looking forward to that. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the Night comes from at Captain underscore underscore jazz, who tweeted in King's mascot Slamson using his birthday as an excuse to convert his friends to the religion of the beam. No dunks. Need y'all to react to this one. We're showing the video to everybody on YouTube. It's a bunch of mascots in town to celebrate Slamson's birthday, and he is converting them. Into the religion of the beam. <laughs> As he is holding the lightsaber, the the beam there, if you will. He's got the robe on, and they are now on their knees and We're not worthy. Not worthy. They're bowing to their master, Slamson, and the beam itself. Um, so we had to react. What do you think? Good bit. Good bit? I like it. <laughs> it's not a bad bit. Got nice to see some got uh, decent showing for his birthday, I would say. Having what I count like something like four or five other NBA mascots. Yeah, we there. got yeah. Uh, we got Benny. Yep. We got the Coyote. We got Franklin. And we got Blaze. Blaze. Yeah, I don't know what the Kings uh, G League mascot is. It appears to be uh, a smaller lion. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Puff. <laughs> it's Puff. And what's that thing at the end? A minor league baseball? Uh, Dunkson. Slamson and Dunkson. <laughs> Dinger. <on the laughs> I like that. Yeah. Dinger. <laughs> I like that. Dinger. Dinger's in. He don't care. Do you think Blaze is there because they got the Sasquatch now? And he's like oh, he's being converting. squeezed out. I'm out of here. Yeah. And uh, a little controversial, including Western Conference mascots. I agree I with say. that. <laughs> Bowing to the beam? Yeah. Well, I guess the Spurs out of it. Blazers yeah. out yeah, of that's it. A, that's it a fair matter. point. It's Probably unlikely that the Sixers and Bulls meet the Kings in the finals, but it could happen. Yeah. Do you think they'll do anything special with the uh, beam on top of the Golden One Center tonight if the Kings win and they lock in their first playoff appearance in, in 16 seasons? He does it, I don't know, is it brighter, larger, <laughs> more, more beams? Yeah. Finally sucks in another life form. <laughs> Something happens up there. I don't know. I'm excited to find out. Yeah, I, I, Let's see what they do. <laughs> Let's see, Let's what, see they, what other powers they got. I don't there. think it has any more capabilities. No. But well, they did make it stronger, remember? Yeah, like yeah, right yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, this beam sucks. <laughs> Juice it up. Juice it up. And, hey, look, it's working. You know what often sucks is when the mascots get together, usually it's All-Star Weekend, you see them all together, mm-hmm. nothing really happens. They're all kind of doing their own thing. Like, they don't do anything in uniform, right? Like, there's no coordinated... Yeah, no, they should be building a, a pyramid. Right. Together. A human pyramid. Like, uh, we talk about a human... <laughs> mascot pyramid. A, a mascot pyramid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, okay, there's a question. If you were to build a pyramid, who would be your four mascots on the base Clutch the Bear, probably, from the Rockets. He's a tubby guy. I'm a little worried, though, about his round posterior. <laughs> would you slide off it? Would you? Oh, would it be you're hard? saying getting on top yeah, would be difficult. I would be a little worried. Uh, but I, I'm with you, like, uh, the big bottom boys. <laughs> Who are the four strongest mascots? 
<laughs> Who the four strongest ma- I mean, Sasquatch you would think is strong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Maybe too guy. tall, though. What was yeah. his name? What was the Sasquatch's name? Doug Fur. <laughs> Douglas Fur. Fur. Yeah, you're right. Oh man. Yeah, then okay, maybe we uh strongest mascots. Have Douglas Fur on one side, have uh, the bison, uh the thunder guy. Uh Oh, that that's a strong mascot. He seems like a I strong agree guy. with that. Yep. Have him on the have them on the corners and then fill up Build the rest. up from there. Yeah. But anyway, you want more uh, No, I'm saying uh, as far as like the coordination this. goes that there is usually no coordination. <laughs> Kudos to well, Slamson for bringing them together. They can't talk. That is a problem. <laughs> they just got to look at each other and do zany. Yeah. Do this, do this, do this. I don't know. Do this. Yeah. I think Coyote might be the top of the pyramid because he, he'd get up there. Like he would just okay. be, yeah. be able yeah, sure. to scoot on up okay. without any problems. But it's hard. It's well, hard. some of these mascots There's... have tiny versions of them. Do they count? Like, can we send up the tiny raptor or the tiny... But doesn't Benny have a little... Uh, a little Benny boy? A little Benny boy. <laughs> I believe I saw that Jerry Benny Springer uh, episode where uh, he gave uh, found out it was his. <laughs> it was an episode. Uh, I'm actually with you, Skeets. Now I'm thinking like, okay, we got uh, Clutch. Clutch Bear. Yeah. Bernie. Yep. Uh, oh, Bernie. That's yeah. a big booty boy that's as well. That's a big booty boy for sure. <laughs> that's who you want on the bottom, I think. Who else? <laughs> Stuff the Magic Dragon. He's got He's that big. shape. Yep. Yep. So that's four. These are solid bases. For uh, Hugo, the Hornet, I guess, uh, a little bit rounder, so it might might throw off your... <laughs> Hugo, to me, is yeah. a second or third level. It means oh, okay. he's okay. a bug, yeah, yeah, he can yeah, fly up enough. there. Wow, you got four levels on this pyramid? Yeah, Base. classic. Four, Plus three, three. Four, three, two, one. That's cool. You know, it's a bowling pin setup. <laughs> we were Bowl talking pins. on a recent episode of Is This Good that uh, the human pyramid, yes. what we're talking about, Yes. you don't see it as much anymore. When I was a kid, family get-togethers, that was a thing. That's I'm telling you, all the cousins, all the uh, aunts and I got photos, man, of multiple human pyramids being made at different birthday parties and anniversaries, like backyard get-togethers. Yeah, this what Ontario, are y'all really, doing? That's, that's a good, a it's a great photo. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, talk, it's an it iconic on, photo. Remember when awkward family photos was like <laughs> killing it on the yeah. internet? They would definitely have some family pyramids. So I agree with you. I, I can see it being a thing for you back in the day. Were these more of a lay down pyramids or kneeling, squatting pyramids? Classics, classic squatting on fours. <laughs> And like, can they hold as the weight gets up? Can there? they hold? Yeah. And then you know the younger, mm-hmm. the younger kids, the younger cousins, like they're they're the ones scrambling to the top. Sure. Like, that was me. <laughs> the great photos, I'm telling you. I was. Born and especially when they fall apart. What a moment. What a moment. But I have a theory. Like people started suing each other within the family. Yeah. My back stuff. is sore. You crushed my head. <laughs> took ah, it to court. Head. Can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it anymore. Uh, they made that movie, The Descendants, about that. You might remember that? Remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yes, with George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't about that. No, <laughs> it was about not. property in Hawaii, but I don't know. We were talking about lawsuits between family members. Well, I was going to throw this out there, but then we would be sued after some of you would inevitably get hurt. Build a human pyramid at our live show? Wow, okay. Bring some people up on stage. See see where Kelly wants to be in the, in the pyramid. <laughs> Jerome, Ash. Well, I'll volunteer myself as a base. Okay. I'm, I'm a natural base. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you know, I tried to have Scooby balance on my back once upon a time. Couldn't get a chihuahua on there, so now I'm going to try a human. I'm not so sure. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Just because you're a bigger guy doesn't mean you're, you've got the, the qualities of a strong base. <laughs> Man. You have flat back. That hurts me in my heart right here. <laughs> my core, it ain't strong enough to support a chihuahua. Oh, speaking of bodies, I saw you got a Theragun. <laughs> yeah, buddy, I got a Theragun. Awesome. Friday, cramped up. Yep. <laughs> Friday, ordered a Theragun. Got Whoa. in yesterday, gunned for an hour <laughs> straight just on my legs. I tried every attachment, except for the one that's like a little prong, JD. <laughs> I don't know about that one. What's too weird to be? Yeah. A vibrating pitchfork? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds I, like something you'd see in hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, where were you doing it? All over? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Yeah, I was doing, uh, I was loose, doing hands. I was doing quads. I was doing calves. I was doing ankles. I was You're doing, doing hands? You were doing hands with the Theragun? Uh, I <laughs> would. I didn't, I didn't do that yet. I mean, the nice thing about a Theragun is you get. You get a hand massage just from holding, holding it. it. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. a, yeah, yeah. Oh, here regardless. it is. Nice. Yeah, so a lot of people are saying, this has got to be an ad. This has got to be an ad for Theragun. But <laughs> A, as you'll see here, knockoff Theragun. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, that's and a B, bootleg. If anything, it was an ad for me to get a Theragun. Because as soon as I used it, I was like, I have to have this. And yeah. it worked instantly. Yeah, make sure you check out that YouTube short that uh, we posted on Friday or on the weekend, actually, of uh, Trey cramping up on Friday's Drop Podcast. Very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Went home and stretched for like two hours. Just oh. laid on the ground. Good for you. Yeah. But now you got now you got a Theragun. Now I got a Theragun. Back to running. Training for Boston. <laughs> All right. See you there. Yeah. You just you can just you just join, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just show up. Hey, I'm here. Got a Theragun. It's right around the corner. That's the most pain someone's been in on this show, I'd say. In the history of this show, the pick most payoffs. pain, yeah, of anything. Well, what about I mean, the time he was in a, in a wetsuit? Yeah, he was, <laughs> <laughs> he was really going through it, man. Oh, for sure. Didn't know if he was going to make it through. <laughs> the most pain, yeah. Yeah, he got what? Well, he got his chest waxed, and, you know, some temporary pain yeah. there. Uh, he ate some hot, 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 hot peppers. peppers. Hot peppers. Different kind painful. of pain. We threw eggs at you once. Yeah, I got cut yeah. from yeah. some eggs, but that wasn't, I mean, yeah. nothing. Nothing like you were like, ah. You literally stopped pain. mid-show and like we're screaming hurt, and trying to stand yeah. up and stretch it out. Now that I think I gotta keep my legs straight. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Now they're careful. fine now. They're it's good in your now. head. Uh, guys, let's call it there. Join us tonight, 9:30 p.m. Eastern on Playback. It's free to join up. You log in with whatever subscription you have, and then we're all watching the exact same screen at the exact same time. You can see our little faces there in the bubble. Uh, you guys are like commenting away as the game goes on. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so there it is. Watch party. Yeah, there's our bubble faces right there. It's sort of what it's nice like. faces. You can drag them around even on the screen. Uh, so that's 9.30. We'll start with Sixers Nuggets and be ju- jumping all around the uh, NBA action. And then, there it is. The updated graphic. Live in Houston. Monday, April 3rd. That is a week from today. Doors at 5 local time. Show at 6. Special guest Kelly Eco of The Athletic. We'll talk some Rockets with Kelly and uh, I'm sure some big picture NBA topics as well and then the NCAA championship game airing after our live show come hang out with us if you're in the Houston area or you're coming into town for the final four weekend uh, we'd love to see you otherwise we will see you tonight on playback or here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern until then Clipper Bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome thanks for joining us and remember making a pyramid at a family reunion is uh, the equivalent to me of like being in college 
and just wrestling with guys in the dorm room. <laughs> it's, it's the same sort of thing. It's just, you know, you can't wrestle. A lot of human contact. Yeah, it's just, let's just get together. <laughs> Make a pyramid. Embrace the day, people. Hey, baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.